Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm here today, I'm Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with Bren, Matt, and somebody special and a new guest, uh, Mark. Yep, that's me. Yeah, what's your last name, Mark? I, I, I don't even know you that well. Uh, my last name is Choi. C-C-H-O-I. Okay, so... I, I'm not trying to be racist, but that means you're Asian, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I am Korean, Italian, Irish, Scottish, and English, and I oh have my. a Korean last name. So, wow, quite yeah. the variety. <laughs> yeah, That's impressive. yeah. I'm a I'm a Hapa. It's the Hawaiian word for um, just being of mixed Asian heritage. My dad's originally from Hawaii. I lived there for a little while too. So, oh, awesome! Interesting history. A brief, totally. a brief synapse of Mark's history is: watch the Disney Channel original movie Johnny Tsunami, and that's pretty <laughs> much Mark. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm gonna have to check that out because I don't, I don't get the reference, but I'm sure <laughs> we'll be getting to know Mark pretty well. But um, yeah, dude, give us a little background about yourself. Um, so I just graduated from Penn State this December. Uh, I am working as a software developer right now for a company called Vanguard. Um, it's in Malvern, PA, like in King of Prussia area. Um, I'm and pretty I'm just... sure I applied to that place at one point. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do- I'm not. I'm pretty sure it was at least in the running. I, I don't think I went to any interviews or anything, but it was like definitely one of the the names I was seeing when I was in the hunt. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's been pretty cool so far. I mean I've only been there for like three weeks, but um, basically what I've been doing is, uh, just mid-tier Java stuff. And, um, I interned there like this past summer and I did a bunch of UI work. So I've, I've gotten to see like a lot of different parts of the company, but I really miss the UI stuff. The mid-tier stuff's kind of a little bit more mundane, but yeah, wh- whatever. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but it's just nice to have a job in the field. <laughs> oh, true. Very true. <laughs> nice, though. That's awesome. Yeah, I also am a Java developer, so I can relate. Nice, man. Yeah, I've listened to some of your earlier stuff, and like, I loved all, like just hearing you talk about all like, the programming, your game development stuff. Like, It's really cool just hearing all that stuff. We need to talk yeah. about that stuff more. Yes, yes, we do. And in fact, we're, we've been pretty lazy, but we're working on it. But, um, yeah, I, l- what do you have to say about it, Matt? <laughs> um, well, I don't have anything to say about our game in particular. Um, I know we've sure. been talking about it. We've been discussing sort of different options for, you know, what platform are we going to build it on? How are we going to build it for that platform? How do we bring it cross platform? Um, I've been working, uh, on some game development in Dart recently, uh, which, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it doesn't run in many places, but you can compile it to JavaScript, so it's got that. Um, I don't know. What do you? <laughs> is there anything in particular you want me to talk about? Oh uh, well, to- kind of because you showed me a, or I don't know if you showed me or you posted it on Facebook or something, but uh, there was this one game that looked really interesting. Uh, oh, I, I'm I'm horrible. I don't even know the name of the game. I'm horrible. But it was the one with like the slider and like the galaxy and stuff. What was that? The slider and the galaxy. Uh, hold um, on, I'll, oh, I'll oh, 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 yeah, you're, d- <laughs> so, all right, you can just edit me for getting my own video game out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot I'm the gonna, title, like, right. I'm a terrible yeah, friend, you, it's like, it's oh fine. yeah, this it's game fine. you showed me, and then it's like, oh, I don't even remember the name, so I'm a total dick. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm actually gonna send, um, I'm gonna put the link in the chat, uh, 
I hope all of you have your um, your speakers turned off uh, and and going through your headsets. But I, I yeah, the the game I've been working on, it's the second Dart game that I've started building. It's called Hubble Trouble. Um, <laughs> and as I like it, <laughs> as its name uh, may imply, it's about the Hubble telescope. Um, and uh, it starts off as a puzzle game, and um. I'm up to level five and it, after level four, it's no longer a puzzle game and it gets, it gets sort of a little bit weird. Uh, and it's, it's meant as sort of a, a, a parody of a serious game. Um, I don't know. Ha- have any of you ever played frog fractions? Oh my God. No. Yes. Yeah. That game it's... is the most ridiculous <laughs> game in the entire universe. I love it though. It's yeah. So it's great. I was trying to capture a little bit of the, the frog fractions essence. Um, no euphemism intended. And, um, I, I've been, I've been working hard on, on Hubble trouble and, and sort of getting that down on lock. I just finished uh, a level. Uh, each level is a class, not to get too technical, but it, it each, each, uh, scene, I guess you could say, uh, is what I call a level. And so you have a title level, a menu level, um, sort of the, the sliding puzzle levels. And I just finished a level. The class is called Level Man Battle. Um, so you, you can only imagine, uh, in fact, I posted a screenshot on Slack. Uh, unfortunately, the, the listeners at home won't get to see it until the game sort of gets to that point. But, um, there's some interesting mechanics that I'm introducing. It looks like you're paying some homage to uh, Pokemon. And it's awesome. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Oh, nice. well, I wanted to do sort of a, an RP, RPG battle, uh, not to give too many details away, but um, <laughs> the best that I could think of uh, in terms of ease of programming uh, was Pokemon. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah, dude, it's super creative, and I'm looking forward to seeing the finished product. But yeah, I'm going to have to play it and get past level four then to see what's going on. <laughs> well, I can, it is on GitHub. So the adventurous, uh, listeners out there can, can check out my GitHub. Um, I am going to post a link to the images directory, uh, in the chat. Okay. And so you can actually, you can actually open that up and go on there. But if you look at, um, photo four, you'll get an idea of sort of <laughs> the, the, the pivot point <laughs> for the game. Um, and <laughs> yeah, d- don't, don't say what it is. I will not say yeah, a word, but, but this um, looks exciting. <laughs> this, this is uh, what I do with my life. No, um, dude, it's so cool. I'm so glad, uh, you're part of the almost better than silence crew. Cause we do nothing <laughs> without you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, hopefully by the time uh, we record another episode and I, I'm not exactly sure when this episode will be going out, but uh, hopefully by the time we do an- another one, I'll have uh, at least a playable demo um, that works fairly well online. And uh, maybe I'll even have a domain name and stuff. So what are your cool. plans for releasing it? Um, are you going to, is it going to be paid or? It's, uh, it's all free. It's open source. I'm using only, uh, public domain game assets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not looking to make money off of it. It's just something stupid that I wanted to build. Um, oh, nice. But it, yeah, it's web based. It's just like a flash game. You just load it up in your browser, it loads up full screen. I really want the sequel to be called Hubble Hobble and it's a bubble <laughs> bobble parody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah, a bunch of little lizards running around a telescope. 
there's so <laughs> many things that could happen with a sequel. Um, I, I've already sort of figured out the ending. So um, it's just a matter of taking where I am and getting to where I want to be. Yeah, I think I think the general consensus is, though, uh, Matt and, um, I mean, Brandon and Mark, you have to go play Frog Fractions. <laughs> yeah, it, I have, no, is, like, I have nothing to reference reading. this to because I've, I've never played that game before. So, And so what I, I want you to know it. about Frog Fractions, you're going to play it and you're going to say, why the hell am I playing this game? Because it yes. starts out very dry, but it very quickly becomes apparent while you're playing the game <laughs> oh very quickly to the point it was just like the most unique experience and it's just like hilarity ensues is like should be like the tagline i was gonna say i have a few games that make me question what i'm doing with my life when i play them uh most notably is one i got off kickstarter called poop koozie <laughs> <laughs> it's a game it's a local co-op game on the computer where four players play as very large men who sit in a jacuzzi and <laughs> the po- the like goal of the game is to subtly poop in the jacuzzi <laughs> and get away with it and if you find a piece of poop in the jacuzzi you can grab it and then blame one person and you have to try and guess which one did it Oh man, that's I know fantastic. how I'm going to be spending my weekends like on four player co local co op. It's amazing. <laughs> that's that is just fantastic. Oh, Brendan, yeah. by the way, I finished How to Full Boyfriend. Oh, all right. Yeah, Brendan, Let's... Brendan gifted me How to Full Boyfriend <laughs> on Steam. And um, for those of you who don't know what that is, it is you play as a human being attending a university for pigeons or actually just all birds. You're the only human there and all your classmates are birds. And it <laughs> the can, best, yeah. the best part is it's a Japanese dating sim. So you play as a female <laughs> human trying to date one a of these bird? pigeons. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I haven't played it myself, but I've seen how the story progresses. I think after you date like all of them, it unlocks the rest of the story and it just gets fucking insane like so quick and it's i don't know i love it it's just ridiculous and it's one of these things that show that games are its own media like you can't make a tv show about a girl dating pigeons <laughs> you can't make yeah, a movie no. about that but you can make a game about it if you guys are looking for some some other uh fairly ridiculous games um there's two that i can think of off the top of my head uh the first is called can your pet um, and I believe you could play it online. Uh, and that is sort of a, uh, not safe for children game, but <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's sort of a, a one trick pony of a game, but, um, yeah, you, you'll, you'll sigh dramatically and, and move on with your life, uh, feeling like you've, you've learned a valuable lesson. Um, and the other one, uh, which is actually quite good uh, and, and sophisticated considering the nature of the game. Uh, it's called Don't Shit Your Pants. Oh, I've <laughs> played that actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, and to I'm some uh, it, it it is a bit of a um, text-based adventure. Um, <laughs> so uh, there, there are, of course, in, in the style of traditional text-based games, are plenty of things that you can... 
um, explore and try and yeah, it, it has its own Wikipedia page, um, <laughs> which should give you uh, an idea of its notoriety. <laughs> nice. It's incredible of how many different ways someone has programmed a person not getting to the bathroom in time. Like how many different <laughs> variations there are on shitting your pants. <laughs> yeah, just let, let that sink in for a little bit. Like the game isn't like shit your pants. It's it's avoiding shitting your pants. <laughs> But don't let it sink in too long because it'll stain the pants and you'll never get it out. I guess that's some good advice, Brendan. Yeah. Poop jokes. <laughs> We're doing poop jokes on Almost Better Than Silence now. <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by Charmin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, speaking of ridiculous games, I don't even know if you want to call this a game, but there's, well, and I guess it's been around for a while, but uh, Soda Drinker Pro. Did you ever hear of this? No. What? No. Soda Drinker Pro. And I'm not sure if it's like been like ported to like virtual reality or what, but it's literally you walk around drinking soda in like literally what looks like a five year old drew the environment. Like <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> this on, looks me... phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, no, it's apparently like mad like critically acclaimed. And yeah, the website looks absolutely awful. <laughs> of course. Space, oh my God. It's a Space Jam website. <laughs> oh no, Space Jam's better than this. <laughs> Soda Drinker Pro. We gotta, I gotta look into this one. Oh my God. It's like someone slipped me acid while I was watching Tron. Yeah, I, whatever's in that soda is really fucking your day up. <laughs> oh my God. And I would love to try it on, like, uh, if it's available for cardboard, because that's only virtual reality I can experience. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, this is- uh, yeah, I heard about, I, I remember listening to the podcast where you were talking about that cardboard phone oh, virtual cool cardboard. reality thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That just seems really half-assed to me. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's definitely way in its early stages to the point where it's, like, almost not that enjoyable. It's like, wow, it's cool, I can look around, but, like, as soon as I got over that, I was like, oh, wow, I'm glad I spent, like, fucking $50, like, getting that, like, <laughs> uh, like, direct shipped, like, I don't even know, but whatever. But, um, <laughs> long, st- I don't even know. It's just, it's, it's cool, but there's a lot of room for improvement. Let's put it that way. Like what AJ was bringing to the conversation that night, he was saying, yeah, if you could use the magnet to move around and stuff, like, I don't think we're there yet, but if we, if we get to that point, that's when that world opens up and it's going to be way more interesting. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a lot of like early stage, I, I, I guess I don't want to say development because you know, games are expanding every day and it, it came into getting bigger and more elaborate. But it seems like there's a lot of different projects going on with games. Like, it's not just virtual reality or motion uh, control stuff. There seems to be a lot of different ideas going around, especially with smartphones in particular. Yeah, definitely. It's it's an interesting era for gaming. Now that we even have the, the virtual reality, like, uh, platform, if you want to call it, like, that's just, it's opening it even more. Oh, actually... I recently went to this big convention, uh, down in Florida where my parents live. Um, and I got to try on an Oculus Rift and I had this like fake M16 with all these tracking things on it. Um, oh wow. Yeah. And so I was walking around, um, with the Oculus Rift on and it was, it was just absolutely insane. Like when I moved my arms, the gun in the game moved and like I, I felt like I was in the game. It was, Mind blowing. And then I walked into the display case and, um, <laughs> because the lady that was supposed to be guiding me 
got distracted. <laughs> and I thought, she tell, I thought she would tell me to stop, but it, she didn't. And I walked into the booth and I, I knocked all the stuff off the table. But I can yeah. totally imagine that happening. I, I would, I can't believe that though. That's so crazy. I can't believe the lady let you walk into it. Like your one job is to make sure this person doesn't but, move. And it's like worst away. nightmare. Walking into something when I'm like completely blind or unable to see. <laughs> My parents so were did, both laughing hysterically. You know? <laughs> <laughs> did uh, it somehow pick up your movement, though, as far as you walking around? Yes. Yeah. So from what I understand is they had this grid squared off. And my I'm guessing they, they kind of mapped out the coordinates beforehand. I don't think it dynamically picks up that. But sure. um, the gun had some form of sensor on it. So that was being picked up differently than your walking movements because I wasn't wearing any special clothing or anything. Um, I wish I had talked to them a little bit longer, but there was a huge line, so I didn't really get a lot of details. Sure. But no, that's really super exciting. You even got the experience. I'm really glad you could share it on the show because it's mm-hmm. that we, we love bringing up Oculus and that whole uh, scene. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I just worry since they've been bought up by Facebook, I hope it's, used for gaming like there's still game developers for the oculus rift and it's not just turning into another new media center like the xbox one or the ps4 if anything it's just going to transform the porn industry and it are like, they already <laughs> they've already started like i'll i'll include this link too. our our buddy from press continue podcast actually sent me an email he was like look at this oculus porn because it's like we we had pr- not predicted it but we were talking about it like it's only a matter of time and now it's a thing and like it's pretty much people's reaction to it I'm, i'll find that link and uh post it then hey my buddy sent me this porn link let me share it with everybody <laughs> It's not. It's not actual porn. It's like it's a. It's an article, like a blog post. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I probably worded that really awkwardly. In so. sort of a related vein, one of my friends was uh, talking about the new Snapchat feature, Snapcash. Is anybody? Oh yes. Heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, not so sure. What is this? Basically, uh, are you familiar with Snapchat? Yes. Uh, so for listeners at home that don't know what Snapchat is, it's, it's sort of like Instagram, but, um, the, the pictures are ephemeral and once you've looked at them, they go away. Um, and Snapcache is basically a feature that Snapchat added where you can send cash, uh, to the recipient of a photo. Um, so you take a picture of something and attach like a few dollars and, and be done with it. And my friend was saying they have just, completely disrupted the entire cam girl industry i was just thinking that like I mean, photos that disappear after a set amount of time they tell you when someone's taking a screenshot and they allow payments like wh- how el- who else are they targeting <laughs> yeah point. i'm not gonna send like a snapchat to my buddy and be like look at this crazy cat and like send them 20 bucks like well you might this- but it's unlikely i mean it's a bad tr- <laughs> Bad uh, financial decision on my part. <laughs> yeah, that's the depends only, on who your buddy is. Like, I, I, there's, if I ever had to transfer money to somebody, like, that's the last, honestly, that's like the last medium I would use. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. Like, who, who else were they, to, who, what, what need were they trying to fill, right? Yeah, well, the whole, I mean, the whole app was like, the underlying message is just screaming sexting, so they're just taking it to another level. <laughs> I mean, 
That's true. They deny it, but it, it's true. That's digital what it was pro- for. <laughs> digital prostitution. But that makes me wonder, though. Um, you know, we joke about it, but porn is also the leading forefront of VHS tapes and flash uh, video. So without them, we wouldn't have had those. One thing that's interesting is sort of the next generation of that. Nobody has ever seen, to the best of my knowledge, a porn Blu-ray disc, right? Like, they just don't <laughs> make them. It's all, like, on the internet. More importantly, whatever happened to 3D TVs, right? Like, porn was just like, whatever, and then they moved on with their lives. Like, the stuff that I feel like doesn't really get picked up is the stuff that we can expect not to have, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah I don't, Actually, yeah. yeah, now that you mention it, I feel like 3D TVs kind of just fell off the map. It's all about that 4K life now. Well, part actually, of that, nobody wants to that. wear a weird pair of glasses while they watch TV. You That's know, true. And, and it costs like $15 extra for the, the 3D channels. Dude, I remember when 3D TVs were just coming out. I visited my friend in uh in the Bronx because I was there for a concert. It was actually Kogi and Cambria. It was awesome. But a long story short, they had a 3D TV, and it was like really like I was like, damn, that's pretty crazy that you guys even have one. It was like pretty like a new thing. And yeah, so they're letting me try it out, and I put the the 3D glasses down, and it like literally was on the edge of a counter and then fell off. And I was like, Oh no. So I pick up the glasses and they're broken. So I was like, Oh my God, I'm such a dick. Like how, how do I come to their house for one time to sleep over? And I break their like <laughs> super precious, like uh 3d uh, glasses for their TV. So I remember telling him about it and being like, look, dude, I have to come clean. I'm, I broke this. I'm really sorry. I'll pay for it. And then I remember like, um, a week or so later, he was like, oh yeah, here's like a link. Just have it, have it shipped to our house or whatever. And it was like freaking 50 to 60 bucks or something for like one 3D pair of 3D glasses wow. for like this TV. Yeah. yeah. So I, and at its time, I was like, oh my God. And I was just a poor college kid too. Like I was like, that was the biggest mistake. I like, <laughs> and the thing about the concert I was seeing, the concert was free. And I was like, well, the, t- the money and gas to get there is what'll <laughs> make me go see this concert. So it's like, not like I had much money to begin with, but oh, yeah, man. then a $50 slam for like, uh, an accident. But that's my 3D TV story. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point for people like me and Doug who already wear glasses. Uh, if we have to wear glasses over top of it, you know, it's just even that more on, much more uncomfortable. Oh, it sucks. Same with the cardboard. I actually didn't mention that. I mean, I, you can do it without your glasses, but I just cram it over my face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know with when, uh, the new movies were coming out with the new 3D technology that James Cameron debuted with Avatar, everyone was saying like, Oh, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It doesn't pop out of the screen. It, get, it adds depth to the background of the movie. And me personally, I have no depth perception. So it's just like, I feel like I got fucked over. Like I'm paying 15 extra dollars and nothing's different. It's just darker. Yeah. You have a dimmer. Oh, <laughs> like I don't even know. Yeah. So I think 3D is still as, as much as we progress with the technology, I don't think it's as successful as people want it to be. Yeah. There was only one real 3D moment in theaters that like stood out to me. Like, yeah, that one was pretty goddamn good. And it was in gravity. And I don't want, it's like no spoilers or anything, but it's just like this, like a single tear falls off her cheek and then like literally like comes all the way out into the audience to the point where I'm like, I'm about to get wet. (laughs) So that's the only one that was like, really like, wow, they did a good job. 
other than that, usually I do feel like I'm pretty much getting screwed. Like maybe there's like a, the occasional like, uh, like I don't know. You know, they spent like thirty million dollars on that scene, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, probably. There's a reason why there's only one. <laughs> the world's most expensive teardrop. <laughs> But that's the thing. Then when you watch that movie not in 3D, you don't even. It's just it's so two dimensional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's very it, true. It really isn't though. And <laughs> no, <laughs> that's one thing that like consumers never missed it, right? Like nobody's ever gone to a 3D movie and said, "You know what? I really need. I need that movie in 3D for my house." <laughs> right? Like nobody ever cared. You know, dude. Back in like probably like late 90s i was pretty young i don't even know if it was like shipped with a tv guide or what but you'd get like a 3d glasses and there would like be certain television programs that were like capable of it and this one program was like like a program about asteroids and space and shit and there was like asteroids popping out of my tv i was at like a young age so that was pretty on an analog boxy tv i was like what the fuck well i know certain movies were back when the 3d hype was going on Certain movies were made, originally planned to be a normal 2D movie, and then were re- not remastered, but like ran through an almost 3D filter to try and make it 3D as well. Um, I know there was multiple movies that did it, but Clash of the Titans with Sam Worthington, I think his name is, mm-hmm. uh, is the one that definitely sticks out in my mind the most. And they were always terrible. Like the movie might be good on its own. But anytime they tried to force 3D into it as like the last month before it was released, it never, it always ruined the movie, at least for me. Cause, sure. cause it, that's a process that has to, at the very beginning, have yeah, that in well, mind. More importantly, they, they need to record the movie with a 3D camera, right? Cause what a lot of films do to make the 3D versions and why you, you don't see 3D versions of most movies anymore, um, they would just take a, a single camera like they would traditionally do. And then they literally have people sitting around with vector tools tracing the outlines of everything in a scene. And so they're literally manually building every single component of every single scene by hand. But what, what happens is when you, when you then look at that, the various things that they've outlined will pop out but you can't see around them. So it's this very fake 3D effect where it's almost like you're looking at a 2D screen and parts of those that 2D image are just raised towards you. So you get sort of the illusion of depth, but you don't get all of the fidelity that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. Whoa, you know what this reminds me of? This is another cool link I was sent from our friend at Press Continue, but he it's a pretty much uh the these GIFs that utilize vertical white lines to like simulate uh the popping out on a 2d screen i'll oh, put yeah. the link i'll put the link in the conversation but you guys got to check them out there's some really cool like pop culture moments that are that are turned into gifts that are then they the white lines are utilized to make it really pop out of your screen it's pretty it's impressive that just like we can trick our brains just by throwing some white lines into a into a freaking gif oh wow yeah isn't that some crazy shit? <laughs> but that's the thing. With these, I'm able to see more depth and, like, it seems more 3D to me than movies that spent millions trying to make it 3D. Yeah, I mean, that that little walrus, or not a walrus, a seal, like, that looks... And the cat oh my up god, on screen. I just watched the cat. It just popped out at me. Oh, my yes. god. That's what I'm trying to say. So, they can really... It's like pretty impressive stuff. I'll, oh, and the one I, the one I really scared Bren with was uh, that oh, like God. android like 
creepy looking thing. He comes so far out of the screen. And he, and wait, what did you say? You were in a dark room when it happened? Well, let me make this clear for the listeners. It wasn't like an Android. It wasn't like a robot thing. This looked like a mannequin wearing like flesh. Like it was yeah. all flesh colored and like, <laughs> this looks seamless, but it Disgusting. just, it just looks smooth like a Ken doll or something. And <laughs> I was, I was on my phone laying in bed, like getting ready to go to sleep when I see this. <laughs> And it's just this smooth, pale, like flesh colored bald man, like reaching out of my phone. I was like, oh, nope, nope, um, no. Uh, I just turned <laughs> all the lights on and I just stayed awake for another hour. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, dude. The, the whole thing, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. It like comes out of my screen so far. And then I thought I was doing you a favor, but instead I was terrifying you. I'm so sorry. I'm doing you a favor. Here, let me show you the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, did I ever show you that, um, that Korean, webcomic that you know but you didn't know- show me it but i've seen it yeah okay oh uh, yeah when you you hit a certain point and your scroll wheel locks and it's been a still like regular old comic it's it's not really like a comic it's more like you remember those old um videos uh, at least in, i at least know they were on like e-bombs world like years ago um where it was like a maze and you had to try and like trace the mouse out of the maze and then the girl from uh the uh what is it the exorcist uh pops mm-hmm. up and like scares you like it's one of those oh yeah pop scares. that shit sucked it was it's kind of like that like it's not an actual comic but it's one of those like made specifically to yeah, scare you but it's like 50 times scarier than those mazes. oh it's it's terrifying. it is so scary it's well sure and especially if i'm like thinking i'm investing time in reading a comic i'm not expecting that at all exactly that's why they do it like it <laughs> uh, lets your guard down there's certain blog posts like that too like really long drawn out ones where it's like oh, i'm really just looking for like they're like building up building it up and then bam and you're just like fuck <laughs> <laughs> my problem with that comic though at least is someone took a picture of a lemon grab from adventure time and drew it like the scary thing in this comic, and they did the same trick where it scared you. And I just saw it. And I was like, "Well, that show's ruined for me now." Like, <laughs> anytime <laughs> yeah. I see him now, it's just terrifying. Oh man, <laughs> Brendan, you you have a long history with Adventure Time. I just remember back in back in college, like I don't remember what episode. It was the episode where, like, at the very end, it like cuts to jake being like a regular human with like a prosthetic arm and i remember you just freaking out and screaming at the tv and you ran (laughs) you ran into your bedroom and went on 4chan to go discuss it with people (laughs) well it's first off it was finn uh he's the human oh yeah yeah yeah, finn i don't watch the show so i don't yeah (laughs) very apparent but um (laughs) for anyone who doesn't watch as well it's just uh 11 minute cartoon and it's just, it started off just super silly and super colorful. I mean, it's everywhere, so you've probably seen something of it. Um, yeah. But at a certain point, I guess because the shows, the episodes were so short, they were able to knock out like three seasons in a year. So they were able to progress the story pretty well. And they had a lot of continuity that carried over between episodes that not a lot of cartoons did. And there were just all these underlying conspiracy theories and, you know, it turns out the show is actually uh, based around this one human and is surrounded by all these different creatures and monsters and stuff. And it's because a nuclear apocalypse happened years before and he's the last living human and everyone else is some sort of mutated freak. Like, but it's thousands of years later. So they've all become civilized 
And like, if you dig into the mythology of Adventure Time and the Land of Ooh, like, there's a lot of stuff in there. And uh, when I was living with Mark in college, it happened to be the episode that aired where I believe Finn is Finn and Jake are fighting the Lich, and they go to an alternate dimension, and it's just like, uh, it was just mind blowing for a while. And yes, I was a 22 year old <laughs> man running around screaming about <laughs> cartoons for about a week. Dude, that sounds super involved. See, the problem is, I'm more of a regular show guy, but, like, they're by the same creator, if I'm not mistaken, and, that like, I'm not gonna say, like, oh, it's, like, after, like, a post-apocalyptic, like, crazy scenario like that, and there's some super mythos, but I'm pretty sure the guy wrote the, like, the pilot episode, like, tripping on acid, so, like, <laughs> and, the, like, and the characters are just, like, a bunch of random, like, animals in a, a bubblegum machine, like, that run a park, so, like, I don't even know, but I love that show, and that, I think that's all also like 10 11 minutes or something um but it's super uh, really a fun show i feel like in every episode like shit gets crazy yeah they both have a very similar style uh, sense of humor and a uh, style and both are 11 minutes but um i think of a regular show is jq quintel or quintel yeah that's his name he voices mordecai on it and adventure time is uh pendleton ward and he oh, okay he voices lumpy space princess which is just a very fat, uh, very valley girl sounding character. And it's just done by this big bearded man. So it's very funny seeing him do that. Nice. Have you ever seen but, a photo of, of Pendleton Ward? He looks like he would write like, like a, like a children's book or something. He li- or, or like he, he just came out of like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, um, the game I was talking about earlier, the poop koozie. It was from a Kickstarter for a project called LA Game Space, where in LA people were able to develop games and it's more game oriented and you could work on games and then just throw it over to the next room and have it tested by people and then bring it back to, and it's just very all centered on that. And he was a part of that. And, uh, one of the perks of kickstarting it is you get a shirt made by one of the, uh, people behind this project. And I actually got the shirt from Pendleton Ward. And it's just like a small caricature on him. But for anyone who doesn't know that's him, it just looks like I have a fat bearded cartoon man on my shirt. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's if you like a regular show, imagined people who did that, uh, just played D and D and like a good amount of drugs. And that's adventure time. Yeah, exactly. I think both shows, it's pretty apparent that drugs were involved. <laughs> yeah. That's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But they're both, I guess, technically children show cartoons. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. I guess you don't realize that until like after puberty and like you become aware and <laughs> no, I don't know. You've lost I mean, your innocence. <laughs> yeah. And then just like all these, they're the humor behind this. I was laughing at this just cause I was like an idiot, but now I get it. And wow, it's really, uh, like crazy. I know with regular show, it's very like 80 centric. So there's a lot of, I guess just old references, maybe. Uh, but I know with Adventure Time, it's just very dark at times and it gets very mature. So it is a children's show, but it handles with like very harsh topics at times. Let's, let's think of something we can easily transition with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. but wait, this is pretty, um, we're going pretty metaphysical on this one, but, and I didn't read the article, so I'm kind of a dickhead for even bringing it up, so we might not have anything to say about it, but there's like, um, apparently there's like 
science that's trying to say that there was no Big Bang and a quantum equation predicts that the universe has no beginning. What do you guys think about that? Oh, yeah, I saw that. I think I saw that on uh, on CNET earlier today. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it on uh, fizz.org. Maybe it was seen. I don't know. Either way. Um, <sighs> but did they offer a suggestion of what it could have been if there wasn't a necessarily Big Bang or a beginning? Like, did they have an idea of what? They're just saying it's the universe has always existed. That's a very philosophical thing to say, right? Like, because then you could say, well, always existed, you know, is sort of the age of the universe anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't say, you know, the universe, there was like a good 50 years where nothing existed. We have that documented. And then the universe happened. Like, all of time is from the beginning of the universe. We don't really consider something happening before the beginning of the universe because what else is there? I just find it mind-boggling that humans even attempt to, like, tackle these ideas. It's like, this is so beyond our understanding, but apparently we're capable of saying the the Big Bang happened 13.7 billion years ago. How the fuck do you put a an estimation to that? Yeah, it's it's guessing. Well, there, there's ways. There's ways that you can you can figure that out. You know, by the space spacing of the planets or of the galaxies or what? Well, you, I'm not you quite can look sure. at you can look at things like the the red shit, the Doppler effect of of light from the most distant stars that you can see, and you know, okay. we know that the universe is expanding, right? We know that through other means, mm-hmm. but based on sort of the the distance of the furthest things that we can see in the known universe, and how fast we can estimate that they're going and how fast that we can estimate that we're going, you can come up with a really accurate approximation of how old the universe is, assuming that everything sort of came from the same place. Yeah, that's, I, I, I guess, um, in, in the same realm of this kind of crazy shit, um, NASA scientists discover a new Earth-like planet, Kepler-186f. Looks like it, it looks like it's got water on it just by the picture in this blog post. And, and apparently the distancing from its sun is in a habitable zone for like to sustain life. And miraculously, it happens to be between Earth and Mars. We don't know how we've missed it up until this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny to think about that. Like, you know, space is massive. The moon is how many miles away from the Earth and we see it. But, you know, we always see on maps and stuff of, like, our solar system. It's like, oh, yeah, Mars is right there. We could, like, turn to the left and see Mars. But it is still possible to miss an entire planet in our solar system. Well, yeah, we just wiped Pluto under the rug. It was like, nah. Poor Pluto. I like yeah. I like how personal everyone took that. Like, there's a certain yeah. group of people who are just like, fuck that, Pluto's still a planet. How dare you? We grew up That's how Pluto, I feel. Man. That's I, That's where I'm at, dude. It's like, literally, I was... That that was part of growing up, and now kids these days don't even know about it. It's like, and it's also just, I don't know, it's just because it's a small planet, we're going to neglect it all of a sudden. Yeah. I have a weird, Whatever. I have a weird position with it, because I love Greek mythology, and uh, Pluto is the Roman name for Hades, the god of the underworld. And I just, from reading Greek mythology, I feel like Hades got fucked over by his brothers, uh, Poseidon and Zeus, where they're just like, Hmm, how do we divide up the territories? And Zeus is like, I call sky. And Poseidon's like, I got Earth. And Hades is just like, shit. Like, I'm left with the underworld. So that <laughs> makes me feel even more sympathetic to a random ice rock in space. Yeah, no longer a planet. Yeah. Along the lines of things that we learned when we were young that aren't 
necessarily true anymore. Santa? What? The Tooth Fairy. Oh, sorry. I, you guys are just wrecking me right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. When you were when you were kids, what did you learn that the oceans of the world were? Large water? bodies of water. Well, no, no. I mean like what what are their names, right? You've got Atlantic, oh. you've got Pacific, yeah. you've got Indian, Indian, Indian yeah. Arctic. And Arctic. Mm-hmm. It turns out that somebody at some point decided that there's another one. And it's called <laughs> the Southern Ocean. And it's basically all of the water south of a certain line of latitude. What? And this is like, this is like textbook or no? Yeah. Well, so my brother learned this in, in elementary school. And so we were talking about like oceans one day for, for no real reason. And, and he was like, yeah, Ar- Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, Arctic, and Southern. And I was like, what? <laughs> like when did we did we suddenly acquire a new ocean like how did this what? happen and he's like yeah no it's it's the the circular one at the bottom and i was like what <laughs> i guess they just partitioned off a new area and we're like we're just gonna rename this section yeah so apparently in like 2000 to 2002 they they like came up with a new definition for what an ocean is and that's what they just started teaching kids and so Man, I did. Yeah, man, I, I was behind on that. That's I know. Weird. I, I, I still to this day do not accept uh, the legitimacy of the Southern Ocean. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I don't. Pluto's a planet, and there is no Southern Ocean. Exactly. Fuck that shit. <laughs> South Carolina is still trying to secede from the Union. Like recent, within the last ten years, they've tried to secede from the United States of America. <laughs> So, I yeah, mean, it's... They're going to break off soon enough anyway. I mean, let them. What's the worst that happens? We already attacked Atlanta, Georgia. We got to keep the Georgia. outside states, though, right? Like, we got to keep all of the, the coastal states so that we can lock in all the other ones. You know, we got to have, like, good <laughs> relations just down in, like, Alabama and Mississippi. Because, like, if they go, it's only a matter of time before that shit trickles north. We got <laughs> to hold the line. Because, like, you know that Colorado is not seceding from the Union anytime soon. Right? Like, where's it going to go? <laughs> That's a very good point, actually. <laughs> they just build higher. They become like the two mile high state or city. <laughs> and, and the, the setting for the Jetsons is born. There you go. Nice. I actually, all right, here's, we already mentioned conspiracy theories. Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't hear that. I, well, the I adventure time. I love, cons- oh, okay. I thought there was like an episode on conspiracy theories that I wasn't on. No, I'm, I meant conspiracy theories about something you just do not care about uh, at all. So I think you checked out at that point. No, but, no, um, no, no, no. <laughs> I heard a theory that someone had, you know, it's just someone on the internet. It could just be their weird fan fiction, but they thought that, uh, the Jetsons actually predated the Flintstones and they believe, yeah. they believe that there was some sort of robot, you know, apocalypse, you know, sort of terminator-esque and they wiped out all the people and then eventually the robots like uh collapsed and then that's why the animals in the flintstones are able to talk is because they're hyper intelligent like uh the jetson's dog astro like he's sort of able to talk in the way scooby-doo is but in the flintstones all those animals know perfect english like they're able to fully form sentences Mm -hmm. so there's like a weird sort of theory that like the Jetsons came before the Flintstones, and it was after the fall of society. 
what the hell is up with all these post-apocalyptic kind of cartoon conspiracy theories? I because I fa- I just it rang a bell, and I know another one. Um, th- uh, do you guys remember Powerpuff Girls? Oh hell yeah! yeah. App- apparently, um, and, and Samurai Jack. Apparently, those are in the exact same universe. Well, it's the wow. creator. The creator of those it. shows is it. the same guy. He did Powerpuff Girls, Samurai Jack, Dexter's Lab, um, Foster's Home. Specifically, I think in one of the Samurai Jack episodes or one of the movies or something like that, you see like the, the town sign like fallen in the background and it's like all decrepit. And if you, if you compare it to the, the Powerpuff Girls like sign, you could definitely imagine like, oh, this is hundreds or thousands of years after the fact. It's like crazy to even think that. But yeah, I, I think you're right about the creator is responsible for both, right? Yeah. He's created for all four. He was a big hitter at Cartoon Network, but I actually know it's, the first episode of Samurai Jack, in the background in the wasteland, you see a billboard, and it's a billboard of the dog from the Powerpuff Girls. And oh, that's and I, it. He was the talking dog in the Powerpuff Girls, so he had a brand of like dog food, and that's the uh, billboard you see in the background of Samurai Jack. Yes, that's it. See, I, my memory's terrible. <laughs> and then one episode of Powerpuff Girls, you see Bubbles has all of her stuffed animals, and one of them is Dexter from Dexter's Lab. Oh, that's right. That's crazy. If you guys can't tell, I was unemployed for a long time, and I had a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah. Every day was a Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Dude, it's um, cool. My, my absolute favorite uh, fan theory, and I am, I'm not usually one for fan theories, but um, my favorite one appeared on what I believe is 4chan quite a, quite a long time ago as well. And um, it basically wrapped up the entire Pokemon television show. Have you, yeah. are you guys familiar? This is, yeah, it's sounding like, kind of familiar, but keep going. I, you mean wrapped up like it finished? Fucking, it? Uh, well, not finished, but sort of wrapped up in the sense that it, you know, from literally the first moments of the first episode all the way to, you know, this sort of ongoing conclusion. Oh, okay. Um, I won't go into too, many details um oh, let me see i'm i'm googling it now yeah because i know i've heard a few theories with pokemon like lieutenant surge like he's a lieutenant clearly in the military like what what government is there and there's a whole theory about this war before pokemon started i i just pasted the, the uh creepy pasta link in oh. into our chat yes um, creepy pasta <laughs> Brendan, yeah, so this you one know how much creepypasta night. I read. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to read you guys uh, the, the first paragraph or so, and, and you can sort of draw conclusions from there. Have you ever noticed that the pacing, tone, and story development of Pokemon changes after Ash is hit by lightning in the early episodes? How Ash and his world are relatively normal until after that incident? I have a theory. So, I mean, you can kind of tell where the rest of it's going from there. But... Yeah. I mean, you think to yourself, if Ash was in a coma and this was sort of, you know, a, a you know, psychological trip, you know, it makes makes a surprising amount of sense. And certainly the link will be in the the description of the, the show. Um so definitely click through it and if you're in for some I would say early morning reading because you don't want to read this shit before bed, especially on creepy pasta because you get to the end and you see, see like, oh, other people read 
and, oh, and yeah. it, it just you're not gonna sleep. That's the story um, of my my college years. Right yeah, <laughs> I go staying up till three, four in the morning reading creepy pasta on the internet. But I I feel like the coma idea is a popular, I guess, theory because there is one for Adventure Time as well. But um, I also heard one for Pokemon where in the first episode Ash sees Ho-Oh. Which is a legendary character or Pokemon you don't see until the second generation. Yeah, that's right. That was like mind blowing as a kid. <laughs> and in the Pokedex, uh, uh, little info spot for Ho-Oh, it says people that found the feather or who have seen this bird are often granted a wish. Like it's that magical. And there's a theory that Ash saw Ho-Oh early on and made the wish to become the best Pokemon, you know, master and uh, essentially became immortal from it. Like, that's why he's 10 after what 12 series. Still <laughs> as young as he's been. Yeah. What's up with Team Rocket? Apparently they're only 14 and I'm like, they're like, look like Whoa. they're in their twenties. I've had some very bad thoughts about a very young girl. Apparently that. <laughs> yeah, dude. She, uh, apparently they're both like 14. I had no idea. Jesse, well, if- Jesse is not 14. That's what I'm saying, but especially their voices. But Brand, uh, you need to go wash uh, your hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Lady Macbeth, not clean. It's never clean. <laughs> That's a very cultured reference for a very dirty joke we were just Yeah, making. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, anything you guys want to wrap up with? Uh, I think we're pretty good. Um, we could try the game, but it's kind of weird with four people. It, this is our first four-way for the listeners, so woo. Yay! Didn't think my first four would have so many dudes in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's no worries. It's gotta happen one way or another. <laughs> Just get it over with Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but were you thinking of, uh, I am the walrus? Yeah, I mean, would, maybe, uh, I don't know, I don't wanna like exclude Mark, but maybe, or like, how about, let's include him because he doesn't play often. I'll sit out and you three play. Okay, what are we doing? Gonna be the judge this time, so how about you take the the reins and kind of explain what's going on to Mark? Okay, it's essentially an imaginary rock paper scissors game uh, where you make up your choice, and it's just uh, I guess it's a battle depending, it's sort of like apples to apples, where you can choose what what quality makes them the best in this uh, fight, if you will. Okay, okay, and you have to choose a noun, any person, place, or thing. Um. I was floating out the idea that we try to keep it to video games. That way it's not as all over the board, but I think we could just do, I mean, we could do anything. Yeah. I mean, each individual time we play the game, we could maybe do like a category if we really feel like uh, stipulating, but it, it's more or less, I kind of like the randomness of a, you're not ready. So you're just going to say something really random, like kind of like in the past, it's more or less, it's supposed to be funny too. So I don't know. It's, it's in your the balls in your court, <laughs> and at least 
in my case, I feel like it's totally appropriate to plead your case if you want to argue once you yeah, find out the, the results. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, you want to choose something that would be best to have at the, at an apocalyptic scenario, like at the end of a world scenario. Oh, nice. I like that idea a lot. So mm. it's between two people. We'll say one, two, three, go. Oh and then God. you'll both say it at the same time. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and there's three rounds, right? Three three rounds if we make it there. You can win it in two. Yeah, there's been one shutout in the past. And I've won every single time. No! Yeah, literally. We, oh, we've, we've played twice, so. <laughs> and that's what I mean. I kind of want to maybe make a tab on our website and have, like, a little leaderboards for the I Was Walrus, because it's uh, a goofy. That's not a bad idea. Uh, yeah, I'll set this one out as judge, so. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just, I'll, I'll spec, spectate. Well, I was thinking we could do either like a three-way battle where it's just three choices and you choose from there, or we could do like a tournament style where two people play against each other and then whoever wins that plays against the third guy. That's really cool too. I was thinking that too. What what sounds more appealing to you guys? What are you more up to for? I'm good with the tournament style. That's fine with me. Any, are you up for that, Matt? Anything's fine. Let's just do the tournament then. Yeah, that way everyone's involved. How about let's yeah let's initially have Matt and Mark face oh, off no. and winner oh, faces boy. me. There can only be one M. Yeah. Or wait, true. or wait, should the winner face Bren though? Or is that, or should I get a even, I should probably get a chance to even get on the board. Yeah, you haven't played yet, so. Alright. I'll cool. be the judge. Alright, cool. Alright, yeah. Alright, well, I think, yeah, you guys have three rounds ahead of you, so good luck. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> one of you, one of you has six rounds ahead of you, so even more. Yeah, there you luck. go. Oh boy. <laughs> You guys ready? So the, wait, the rule, it has to be like a speci- one specific noun. It's just it person, like- place, or thing, whatever you want it to be. Like that it would, can literally be anything. That would be okay. most helpful in a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic situation. End, end of the world scenario. <laughs> yes, yes <laughs> exactly. It doesn't have to exist. No, like it could literally be anything uh-huh. and you can argue why you think it'd be useful. Like you could say a frying pan and like, okay. as you a- could say a dinosaur on a hoverboard for all I uh-huh. care. Like you could literally go deep or like, just like it's a noun. Yeah. So yeah. And then you can say why you think that's better than what your opponent has. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And I like to try and make it quick. So it's the spur of the moment. Otherwise you can start thinking of like a whole codex of, information like a pocket universe and that wins every time gotcha so ready yep ready matt i'm ready all right one two three go bottle of crystal pepsi uh a time stopping device (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) i think we both chose the same thing in in a way (laughs) (laughs) the exact opposite of the spectrum (laughs) Clearly, Matt has some sort of time travel device if he's able to get Crystal Pepsi from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Hmm. If you can stop time, dude, you can do whatever you want. It wins everything. I mean, I mean I'm under the impression that Matt is able to go back in time because he's able to go back to the 80s. Oh, and pick come, up come on. Back. Hey, listen. Crystal <laughs> Pepsi was early 90s. This is 92. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, a bottle still exists. You can buy them on eBay. You don't necessarily have to go back in time for that. <laughs> uh, There's a video but, of a guy drinking one and vomiting profusely. After <laughs> oh, God, I've seen that. <laughs> uh, why would you drink? First off, 
Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel was like just gonna say I don't think it. I don't think uh, soda ages well. No, no, no. It doesn't tend to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hmm. Bren, how's it feel being in the hot seat? This it's not easy. good. I don't <laughs> I like I it. I want to pick the Pepsi. Go ahead and pick the Pepsi, man. <laughs> Even though I know deep down, stopping time. I mean, arguably, you could do either one. It's like. Pepsi, you have the beverage, but it's also soda, so it might dehydrate you. Whereas the time-stopping device, sure, you can stop time, but if it's the end of the world scenario, wh- what are you going to do? Well, like, you can get supplies from other people. That's I bet if you, you can- had a time travel device or a time-stopping device, um, you would want to use it to find some Crystal Pepsi. But if you already had the Crystal Pepsi, you wouldn't need to find it. That's cr- ridiculous. That's- crystal Pepsi is use- the goal. The time-stopping device is the way to meet the means to get a goal. Or if you just hate everything, you should just literally give up. Stop time and just leave it that way. Yeah, that's true. That's that's really <laughs> depressing. Let's not, let's not Although, go with that option. I mean, do you age faster while time I was just thinking. I was just thinking that. Yeah, Einstein, like, Einstein's theory is like, so if you're, if time stopped, you're just moving so fast that it's, that time doesn't seem like it's moving so maybe you're not aging so maybe you can't like live forever so you're saying time being stopped i don't know uh, interesting this is getting really yeah. deep matt what's uh einstein's theory for uh, crystal pepsi <laughs> <laughs> tastes delicious after a good 10 all right years. fine pick, just pick the crystal the crystal pepsi brandon just pick it all right i already know where this is going I'm gonna have to go Crystal Pepsi. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you pick Crystal Pepsi over something that. All right, all right, I'll remember that. That's fine. Delicious. Because in my mind, the end of the world scenario is like it's just a wasteland. Like there's literally nothing. So no. it's like you could stop time, but you're just gonna play. Well, actually, dirt. we should we should clarify what type of post-apocalyptic situation are we talking about here? Is this like an asteroid hit the Earth? Nuclear war? Is this like? solar flares i don't know i was thinking that you guys could argue which one it would be better in i think mine would mm. work no matter what so i mean Mark, mine I've already would made be my refreshing choice. no matter what <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we'll give that one to matt we'll get ready for round two <laughs> all right Wait, so is he is he facing doug no, oh, this yet. is round two between you oh. two. If you have this is your chance to redeem uh, yourself. If you have to win this one to stay. Okay, in it. yeah, you know, because my time machine lost to a bottle of soda. <laughs> That's yeah. Let's do it. Keep going. Pick a new topic. Sounds a little bitter. <laughs> you might want to sweeten up with a bottle of Crystal Pepsi. Oh wait, <laughs> you chose the time stopping machine. This week's episode is sponsored by Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Pepsi tearing mm, friendships good. apart. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. One, two, three, go. A Cuisinart immersion blender. Uh, a Beyblade with a bit piece in it. <laughs> God damn it, well, Mark. <laughs> I, like, I like Mark's, but I don't even understand that. <laughs> Say that again. Yeah, do I'm you, not sure what a you, Cuisinart is. Do you guys is. know what an immersion blender is? I'm sure you've seen no. one on like infomercials. Is it like a ninja? One of those ninja oh, is that, blenders? It's, is that it's the like one of those it? stick blenders. It's like a it's like a, a handle, and then on the end of it, there's just like blades. Uh, and Cuisinart well, my... makes some very high quality, very premium 
kitchen appliances. Yeah, well, my it, my it blade like spawns a dragon out of the top of it, so that can definitely my blade can also make some delicious margaritas. <laughs> yeah. So wait, Mark, are we going with the dragoon bit beast? Yeah, I mean, if you're feeling attack style, we can go dragoon. But if you're feeling defense, we can say Drasil. It's really up to you, Brendan. <laughs> For those who may not know, the level is- of nerd <laughs> is terrifying at this point. <laughs> yeah, I remember in earlier episodes, your Brendan was mentioning his one roommate that was absolutely obsessed with anime. That's me. I'll just say that's him. That's me. That's Mark. Yep. Yep. That's cool, dude. We will definitely have you on future episodes to go apeshit on <laughs> oh, anime fam- topics. But uh, we figured we should spare Matt because we already like in a recent episode kind of just like almost forgot. Okay. No, I, <laughs> no, I have no a I have a legitimate to do list item that says fully coolie that <laughs> oh yes awesome <laughs> i i still have no idea what this Cuisinart blender thing is just pick it, hold on i'll, I'll put a, a link to the wikipedia page for an immersion blender in into the chat yeah, i need to see this because i'm having difficulty imagining like yeah I, i'm oh. sure you've seen infomercials Oh, this! I literally, I do not watch TV though, so but I don't it, think I have. It, it is, it is both a, a, a food prep device as well as an incredible melee weapon. Yeah, I was just gonna say that looks like that could hurt people. Yeah, exactly. Really it it had, literally has blades on the end of it that that spin at thousands of RPMs. That's literally like the perfect like home invasion defense. Like <laughs> someone just coming right up at you, like brrr, like drill a hole right through them, <laughs> or you know a gun. <laughs> well, yeah, true. I mean, it depends on how malicious you're going. Opera blender. There's another walrus category. Home invasion weapons. There you go. Yeah, write that one down. <laughs> Every home should should have a a, a Cuisinart. Immersion Specifically to <laughs> defend off sponsored by Cuisinart. Keep your family <laughs> safe. <laughs> oh, but it was popularized by Alton Brown. That definitely wins at some points. Um, but if we're going end of the world scenario and Mark's got a bit beast in a Beyblade, I'm gonna have to go with the Beyblade. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. In this end of the world scenario, what if you don't have electricity or you run out of batteries? Yeah. That thing is kind of rendered useless then. And Beyblades with monsters and shit, that's cool. Yeah. Well, you, ha- At least- you have this kinetic energy top that you can just pull with no electronics, and it essentially has a celestial being inside of it. I yeah, inside st- of yeah. it, yeah. I still don't really know what they are, but it's some sort of god. And you never will. <laughs> god. That shit's terrible, Mark. Don't, don't talk about Tyson like that. It's just terrible. All right, so it's a tie. Um, All right, awesome. <laughs> round three. Ready? One, two, three, go. A 64-pack of Charmin toilet paper. Um, oh. Um, quite a big one. I'm going to say rock, rocket-powered sweatpants. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which is better to wipe your ass with? <laughs> oh, anyway, I, I recognize the fact that there's probably not much food in this po- post-apocalyptic <laughs> uh, world, um, and probably you know a disturbing amount of radiation or or illness or um, global warming. I, I don't know how how things ended, but I can almost guarantee you 
that one thing that's going to be a hot commodity is something to wipe your ass with that also <laughs> has an adorable bear mascot on television. <laughs> that, that is quite the pitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mark, what do you got? Um, <sighs> let me let me let me just try and phrase this properly cuz you know I got one shot at this, but <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> Haven't she ever wanted to go Brendan, I know you specifically, you always come up to me and you're like, Hey Mark, you know what? I always I've been wanting to go zero to sixty in three seconds my whole life, but I've never been able to do it. Well Brendan, guess what? Now you can because I got you some rocket powered sweatpants. <laughs> what if it's very hot? Oh, you, I those you, sweatpants I, are I thought... literally gonna make you sweat though. <laughs> you literally explained You're gonna be nothing. all greasy. <laughs> Brendan, I, I can't, this- I can't defend rocket-powered sweatpants, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were saying rocket power, like the show. No, sweatpants. They're like they have like jetpacks on them. Doug, you should have saved that one because that's a, that's yeah. a win. That's a trump card. You'll win every time. <laughs> yeah, see, you almost could have stole the show if you just would have went with that, man. Because yeah. seriously, that's what I thought it was. Otto or somebody like all over the place. Yeah. You got squid on one pocket, twister on the side, Raymundo down the back. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely that torso to leg ratio. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, oh man, who's the winner? I mean, you can fly around in those sweatpants, man. <laughs> you can walk your dogs. I mean, I suppose you could probably your wipe your ass on the sweatpants for a too, ride. It's toilet paper. It's not even a concept. <laughs> <laughs> All of my insanely awesome non-existent inventions are losing to everyday household objects. Mark, yeah, rocket power sweatpants would burst into flames the first time you used them. <laughs> All right, for the first round, Matt is our winner. All right, all right. Yeah, Ooh. oh, this this is our first tournament. This is pretty exciting. So, all right, it's me versus Matt, and um, do you guys want to stick with that category? Let's or do you want to change it, it up? For I'm this having one? a hell of a time coming up with shit that you're going to need after the apocalypse. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, we can change it to something better suited instead of something so broad. Um, hmm. I think this game might be as long as the whole podcast so far. <laughs> oh, sure, but that's that's what makes it good. Yeah. All right. Any ideas for a scenario? Hmm. Something you'd want, um, uh, in Alaska. <laughs> the state, the mm. state of Alaska, the state of Delaware. <laughs> wait, actually, wait. A, I shouldn't be suggesting anything because me and Matt shouldn't suggest anything. Oh uh, yeah, that's, you know what yeah, I mean. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. And Mark shouldn't suggest anything. Well, actually, it doesn't matter. I have no bearing on this whatsoever at this point. I'm not I saying you have like any it, bearings. It, I'm just saying also you have... pick something that I'm not going to offend a, a potentially large number of our listeners with. So true. Yeah, you know, we, we do want to pick... have our our beloved viewer listeners from from Alaska remain with us. <laughs> I yes. mean, we've already pissed off Atlanta, Georgia. Let's just yeah, keep going through all the other. Never, stuff. Not many they're never there coming anyway. back. all right let's pick something that won't offend people how about what minority can we do without no um (laughs) (laughs) that's 
it's a Brennan. slippery slope. Brennan, I'm offended <laughs> on six different levels right now. <laughs> That's because you're six different minorities. <laughs> no, not minority. Just one. Jesus. <laughs> okay, no. Um, how about uh, the category we said earlier, a uh, home invasion weapon? Okay. I'm all for it. A home invasion weapon. <laughs> Something to... All right. Am I invading a home or am I defending Yeah, something to defend your home from a home invasion. Mm. <laughs> you can't use the blender again. And no, the blender's out. Okay, yeah. I, I so are rocket-powered sweatpants. <laughs> I won't bring out any Cuisinart uh, kitchen appliances. <laughs> I think um, that's a you- fair topic for both of you. I guess. I'm just thinking. I'm having trouble thinking of one, let alone three. <laughs> but I'll try. It's any noun. Anything you can think of. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, go. Guitar. The best of Ab- ABBA on CD. Ooh. Oh, it's CD. Hmm. Oh, are you are you talking the C, the like the jewel case or just the CD? No, jewel case as well. Okay, with the uh, included the, um little pamphlet. Pamphlet, with, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lyrics, you know. Yeah, I, I think a number of our listeners might not be familiar with that concept, but um, basically, before <laughs> there was Spotify, um, you used to, be able to get that shit like in 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 a store. So. Yeah, dude, I'm like a big uh, believer in dead formats. <laughs> I have tons of vinyl and cassettes and all that kind of shit. It's funny. Wait, I thought you were going to say our listeners aren't familiar with ABBA, you know, a band from 35 years ago. Yeah. Oh, not, everybody's uh, been not... to a high school dance, so it's fine. <laughs> True. <laughs> Everyone's heard Dancing Queen. Um, mm. But you're saying people aren't, our listeners aren't familiar with the actual CD format of music? No, I don't, I don't know. They might not be. Maybe I'm not ageist. Are you ageist? Why do you hate our older listeners? Yes. (laughs) I'm kind of ageist against our younger listeners because I've said some terrible things on this podcast, and I don't want to corrupt the youth of America. Uh, I definitely mark these as explicit, so (laughs) you better be 18 or else else Brendan will get you. Okay, so a guitar and the Ava CD. Hmm. Now I'm just I mean, in my defense, I've seen guitars used as weapons and they fuck people up, so I I don't know. <laughs> that's true. That's I mean true. I'm if you're defending your home though, right? Like you just wasted a guitar on some chucklehead that's trying to break in. If you just pop that ABBA CD in your four disc changer, pump up the volume, they're not gonna touch anything. They're just gonna they're gonna go right out the front door. Oh okay. Yeah, use so- it as an alarm system basically. So, so it's you not just, just play the it CD. Continuously, it's... Just on loop. Okay, so you're playing the CD. You're not just throwing the CD at a person. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could use any CD I... if you're throwing it. What if you're an 80s Yeah, I thought kid? the CD... I thought you'd be throwing the CD without the jewel case, kind of like uh, Shaun of the Dead style when they're throwing records at That's the what came to yeah, mind for me, too. That exact scene. No, 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 no. No. That's awesome. Yeah, if I was going to do that, I would ha- get like those little business card CDs... They're like cut off on the edges. So they got like a sort of sharp point and they're like the sort of the size of a, a ninja star. <laughs> hmm. So it's a guitar, a very blunt melee weapon versus uh, the music torture technique of just blasting ABBA. 
Which is, in some ways, also a, a blunt melee, well, I guess a blunt ranged <laughs> weapon, but... <laughs> you get that subwoofer loud enough, it hits you like a melee weapon. Ah, this is tough. I, I'm kind of afraid, but I think Matt might... Game. <laughs> Are, you no. Are you kidding me? We got... Oh, man. That is ridiculous, man. We got one with Matt. It's cool. Mark, you sit over there in the corner with your rocket power sweatpants and you shut. You know what? If you ever need a ride to work, you can't count on me because I will not. <laughs> I will not drive you there. In my, in my Mark's like, pants. I will never play this game as long as Bran is the judge. Hey, he won with the Beyblade. He should be happy I let him have it. I guess. Yeah. So. I guess. So. <laughs> All right, round two. All right, hold on. I'm. All right. I, I know. I know what my answer is, but I, I'm. I'm looking up his name. <laughs> oh man so now i have to compete with a person this is interesting oh I, w- right. I want creativity in these games i don't want like a katana i want like something absurd wait it has to be a person is that what you're saying listen it, it could what? be a noun it, it could be, be anything okay. i thought you changed the rules or something okay gotcha i i'm i'm ready it could be right, phil lamar that would be great for anyone who doesn't know he was uh improv actor on Mad TV and the voice of Samurai Jack and Hermes Conrad on Futurama yeah. and many other characters. Samurai Jack's five words he said throughout the series. <laughs> yeah, he. there's so many episodes where he's just grunting or sighing. <laughs> I'm uh, just going to say Phil Amar. Shit, I played my hand. That Brendan's going to be biased towards that. Oh, man. But no, I'm not gonna. I have a, I have a good one. I think. I hope it it's got enough gumption. But are you ready, Matt? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, ready. Three, two, one, go. Polar bear with a flamethrower. Richard Keel as Mister Larson in Happy Gilmore. Oh my God, that's Jaws, wow. isn't it? That's the guy who played Jaws in James Bond. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Um, man, <laughs> you're very up to date on your Hollywood culture, I know, Brendan. I, I know a lot of useless shit. It's perfect to be on a podcast. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> it, right? <laughs> now, with the polar bear, is it an actual polar bear? Or, like, if you use the flamethrower, would he melt? Like, is he... Oh, no, he's completely flame-resistant. Mm. Interesting. It's in his jeans. His, his denim. <laughs> What are Mario's overalls made out of? Uh, denim, denim, oh denim. Oh my god. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> that was not bad. Yeah, I'll give you credit. Okay, so if I'm a burglar and I break into someone's house and I see a polar bear with a flamethrower in the living room and I turn the corner and I see Richard Clean, Clean, Cleo? Jaws. R- Jaws from James Bond. <laughs> Keel. Which with one a would nail I rather in his head fight? as well, because he is playing uh, Mr. From... Larson from from Happy Gilmore. Yes, of course, and he bends the golf club in half. Yeah, he's got a golf club exactly. just there waiting. Now I have a question: does, wearing... does is the polar bear trained in the use of said flamethrower, or is he just yeah. like batting it around like a cat? No, he's really he's familiar with most weapons, but the flamethrower is his default. It, does he have a handler to ensure that he operates the flamethrower correctly and on cue? 
like, it's pretty much a backpack flamethrower, you know? Like, so it's strapped to his back. All he's got to do is pull the trigger, and he's going to start melting uh, everything. What, what's so your homeowner's polar, insurance polar like bear. if you've got a bear with a flamethrower <laughs> in your living room, you know? Well, see, That's it's not provided if you're getting attacked. And hopefully you're not, but it's just in the so event. you have, like, a bear in a box? No. Oh, yeah, like, in, like, one of those panic rooms, but then I let him out. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's, I would just pay Richard Keel to just, like, sit around, you know, just, like, hang out. Because, I mean, he's not doing anything. <laughs> I mean, he's he's dead. Yeah, exactly. He, I mean, he's, he's got <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> that, well, then, yeah, what is he going to do? How is he going to defend you if he's just laying there with a nail in his yeah, Well, you know what? He's fine. He's It's, it's a very morbid scene. Uh, you know, Robert breaks in and uh, he's dead. Richard Keel, se- all seven. The rigor mortis hits, and then the robber trips over him. That's probably like the best bet. And he says, have. "I don't want to be involved with this shit," <laughs> and, and he just runs away. I just tripped over a dead actor. I was here for break and entering, not murder. This is too much. He fails. Yeah, dude. At least he can bail, though. My fucking polar bear will melt the fuck out of him. Yeah, man, I don't that think that's how I don't think that's how flames work, but Oh true, yeah. Scorch? Is it probably <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That polar bear sounds super rad, man. I wanna put some knee pads and roller blades on him and just Yeah. He's he's got a backwards hat yes! on you. <laughs> put some well, rocket power just... sweatpants on that. Yes! Oh, <laughs> You come in with the alley oop. I think I'm gonna go with the the polar bear. Awesome. <laughs> to be fair, Mr. Larson is dead, or Richard Clean's keel. So yeah, well, it wouldn't be much of a defense. It's fine. If this movie came out in 1996, this is like a full 20 years of of popular culture history that we can just <laughs> gloss over. And he's wearing the orange t-shirt that says, guns don't kill people, I do. <laughs> God, I really do know a lot of useless shit. This, this is you yet, do, yet another awesome. thing that many of our younger listeners may not be familiar with. So if, if, if you're listening and you've never seen the movie Happy Gilmore, um, required reading, uh, go, go on Netflix and, and, and get up to speed. Yeah, you're totally missing out if you never saw that. It's totally funny, and just Adam Sandler being, like, an insane golfer, like, not in a typical way. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, if you haven't watched Happy Gilmore, stop listening. Stop unsubscribe. Just (laughs) Just get out of here. I don't want you here anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that is pretty – you have to have seen that. But uh, I'm going to go with the polar bear with the flamethrower. Sweet! Cool. Uh, Yeah, all right. So we're down to the final thing, and I think I have my answer to it counteract the troll the troll all right yes you oh you gotta slow down what makes me the troll here now <laughs> no just from from past experiences with bing and and <laughs> bing, the search engine fried eggs <laughs> it was uh our last game we had bing the search engine versus uh danny trejo as machete <laughs> okay all right well in the for the sake of time, maybe uh, maybe we'll discuss that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready, guys? Yeah. One, two, three, go. Gargoyles. A sign that says "Keep Out," but the font is Comic Sans. 
<laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Both serve the exact same purpose. Is the sign wearing rocket powered sweatpants? <laughs> I mean, it can be if you want. It, 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 it will be un- like, incapable of operating or appreciating the rocket-powered sweatpants, but I can guarantee you that uh, if, if it was sentient, it, it would appreciate them. Nice, nice. Now, Doug, with the gargoyles, is this Disney gargoyles, or is this uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame Disney gargoyles? Or what was the stone gargoyles? They stole them off like the local it, library. Yeah, is it just a statue and it doesn't? It looks like a gargoyle, but it is an actual gargoyle where it comes to you life. You know, you know what I'm gonna say with this? It's actually like like those stone gargoyles from the Dark Souls series, like the ones that you're just like you get up on that that fucking roof and then all of a sudden like they oh, come to life and you're God. like you've got to be fucking kidding me and it's like a double Dude, boss. That- Fuck that, that level shit. was so out of left field. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it was literally, literally like took your balls and just like completely ripped Ren. them off and then shoved them down. So how many how many gargoyles are we talking here? Two, two specifically. Well, then I want a second sign that also says "keep out," but I want that one written in papyrus. <laughs> in wingdings? Do you want it written in wingdings? <laughs> wingdings. I like papyrus better. That's a bunch of word art and and also clip art on on those as well. <laughs> Since there's two gargoyles, one sign says "keep out," the other sign says "fire truck chicken house." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this this one's tough. That's what I was the walrus is all about. <laughs> now, are the gargoyles under your control? Like, will they stop the home invader or will they just murder you too? It's like, is it a gamble that everyone will die once they're unleashed? I'm on good terms with one of them, but the other I don't really like that much. So I usually just am like, come on, dude, just, just work with me. You know, you invited the one over your house and he brought his brother. Yeah. So he, he, he'll call it the brother for backup if he needs it, but otherwise, usually one is good enough. He's that kid that your mom forces you to play with because she's friends with his mom, but you hate him. <laughs> hmm. Now, these signs, how big are they? Uh, they're about 15 inches across and maybe uh, 10 inches tall. They're made out of um, two-gauge poster board. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so they can get wet and they get soggy and you can't see them well you, you've got to keep them on your porch like uh, underneath some sort of overhang now is there any concern that these signs will be stolen on mischief night i mean these are uh, home defense devices so I, I i would find it hard to believe that anybody would even dare uh to to metal with with such implements of of um personal and defense mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah on mischief night for me when after the first few kids die they learn pretty quick yeah, <laughs> yeah man after the first two kids died and then the entire neighborhood is leveled by gigantic <laughs> demons in the sky <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with Doug, because it's an all-or-nothing uh-huh. bet. What if, what if everyone, uh, we're also in a post-apocalyptic what? scenario? 
<laughs> that that might have been better for that scenario, but you won that one, so I think we're we're pretty even here. I mean, still <laughs> we got Bren clocked in at two wins. You and I have one each, so I'm definitely making the leaderboard as soon as we get off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like to believe that Matt's signs in the second scenario caused the apocalyptic scenario. In the first <laughs> scenario. Oh, the conspiracy behind our own podcast. Whoa. God, I have too much free time to think. Yeah, I think we got <laughs> to end on this note. I'm glad we got to play, though, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Um, thanks, Mark, for uh, coming oh, on the show. We'll definitely have you anytime, back. Anytime, dude. Do you have oh, anything fantastic. anything to plug or promote or sell yourself on? Anime, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, definitely, I feel like the next time you're on, we'll definitely go uh, balls to the wall with Sweet. anime. Cool. Uh, anything else you guys got to say? I think uh, you can always reach out to us at Twitter, um, our Twitter handles ABT Silence and oh yeah, this is actually something new and exciting. Uh, we're starting our own YouTube channel with some different video segments that like are kind of goofy. We have a couple of playthroughs of um, of different uh, games and it's just it's going to be interesting. So definitely check out our YouTube uh, and subscribe. We need about 500 subscribers before we can get a custom URL. So <laughs> they don't take you seriously until you have 500 subscribers, and we're far from that. Hmm. And and we're going to be doing oh, yeah. some some uh, good game playthroughs coming up. But we would love to hear uh, what games you guys, you guys want us to play. So um, right on the back of uh, one, one ounce piece of gold bullion, uh, what game you would like us to play? And mail it uh, to <laughs> Almost <laughs> Silence. Uh, Twenty twenty five. Um. And, uh, we'll, we'll, um <laughs> We'll uh, <laughs> play the game. Great. It'll be great. great. We'll have a great time. Awesome. You can edit out my address, right. actually. You just bleep that out. <laughs> I, I will. I will absolutely do that. I knew instantly. I'm like, he's going oh, to be oh, so much. <laughs> get people buying I'm just, instead of editing it out, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put like one of those. Yeah, like, do that. <laughs> yeah. And let us oh, know man. on our Facebook page, which, one you thought should have won the I Am The Walrus game. Yeah, because Ren is uh, clearly an interesting judge. I love that it, it was uh, not... It's I like how random it is. That's why we got to change judges frequently and just change the categories. I think what we got going is pretty fun. I think that was one of our better games yet. <laughs> yeah, the tournament style was fun too, so awesome. All right, well, uh, I think that's enough for this, this week. But thanks so much, everyone. We'll uh, talk to you next week. See you guys. See you. Bye.